I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. The employees of the year, yeah, we're back to work. I took time off while all the rappers got jerked due to the fact that the whack in the tracks have to go back and stack cause they lack. Yo, I'm the hip hopper plus the show shotgun. Down with MD, yes, the microphone doctor. One wrecks, the other destroys, and if you think that you're ready to mess, kill the noise! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome to the hey. Black Guy with Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen, and we're in the apartment again. Yes, as, as always. Um, and we have uh two very special guests that. Um, yes, I've been excited ever since he told me. I looked at him like, oh, "You got them both? You're kidding me?" Yeah, these these are things that I do. That's hard. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, <laughs> it was a very difficult get. I mean, it took weeks to set up. Uh, you know, we had to make packs, blood had to be drawn, but we got it done. Um, and for the first person you heard doing the lyrics, uh, you've never heard her on our show before, but you should have heard her if you listen to Keith and the Girl. Yes. If you listen to Keith and the Girl VIP Bottoms Up with Hennessy. Um, mm-hmm. if you live in New York and you like go out to plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Lauren Hennessy. What's Wait, up, Lauren? This with that last one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lauren, how you doing? Uh, you talked on top of your name. Lauren oh. Hennessy, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Thank you so much for having me on. No problem, man. I'll be looking forward to meeting you. Um, and I'm working on my pronouns, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that right today. Uh, watch this. Okay, well, you've called me she five times already, so mm-hmm. keep working on that. <laughs> yeah, starting now. Uh, oh, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. Starting now. Um, and, of course, we also have uh, Hemda, who has, uh, you know, been on the show before. And, of course, also half of Keith and the Girl um, is the girl. H- how you doing, Hemda? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good to uh, catch up with you, you know, as professional podcasters. Uh, it's, it's always good when we can talk to another, one another, you know, over the microphone. Uh- yeah, um, the thing is, is like, I feel like a professional until you have me rap. And then I'm just like, hey guys, I'm a professional podcaster. <laughs> also a showstopper, hard rocker, hip hopper. Yes, hip hopper. I hop the hip, all of these things. I'm glad you got the hip hopper line. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, first of all, you guys did it admirably. And, um, we always have people do rap lyrics, but you don't have to rap them. You can sing them. You can, um, talk them. Um, some people have done like Shakespearean. Yeah, accents. Yeah. It's crazy the yeah. amount of stuff people come up with to get out of rapping. So uh, I respect you guys. <laughs> well, I can tell you guys this much. You both did way better than me because every time he gives me rap lyrics, I go, oh, my gosh, you got me reading. And then I like remix the remix. So by the time I finished, everybody was like, I didn't even recognize that song. It's a re- remix. Yes. <laughs> I really I was going to be like, yo. I'm the hip hopper. What's the show shocker? But I think I did it that way anyway. Like no matter how hard I try, it comes out like that. I like that voice though. It kind of sounds like in every video game or movie, uh, the voice of the future where they always have that person that's like, totally true. Yeah. <laughs> like John McClane, you are buying khakis today. It's like, Oh, how did it know that the future? Um, of course, guys, make sure you check them out. KeithandTheGirl.com. You should sign up for VIP if you yes. haven't already. I do. Yes. And uh, I check out the shows. Um, and they're all worth it. And they're yes. all kind of crazy. Yes, they And this is exactly what we stole to do to our show. So you should at least pay homage. Yes. 
Yes. Very proud of you guys for going into that program. Uh, it takes so a lot awesome. of work to, to get this kind of stuff done. And, and uh, it takes a lot of work to get right on mic and start having fun. Yeah, you know, I really did think um, that, uh, like, back in the day when you guys would be like, oh, the podcast is so much work. I used to be at work like, oh, whatever, man. I work 40 <laughs> hours a week. You guys don't know. And then um, people started, like, emailing me for tech support at fucking 4 in the morning. And I was like, huh. <laughs> this is a lot more complex than we thought. Yeah, because he's he's the IT guy. I call uh, Roderick my white housewife because he literally stays at home while I go off to work all day. <laughs> <laughs> and so um he takes care of all the uh podcasting uh stuff and i want to tell you guys this i want to tell you guys thank you so much for paving the road for a lot of people because sometimes you guys work so hard that people really don't tell you guys enough how you made it easier for them to kind of follow the pathway uh in podcasting and you inspire us and you encouraged us to let us know that you can literally make a living off of doing what you want like it's awesome to wake up every day and going i get to do something that i love to do and eventually i'm going to quit working too and i've already said i'm going to break dance in the middle of my office workplace when that day <laughs> happens Oh my God, I would like to be there, please. <laughs> I might have a video camera recorder. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a camera, wait a minute. I'm quitting y'all. Yeah. <laughs> just, no, just stop. Break out of dance. Song picked out and yeah, yeah. Yes. Let me tell you something. I know that you're the one who goes out to work and he's the one that stays in and, and does all the quote podcasting stuff mm -hmm. because you call it podcasting stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She comes home and just needs a report every day. <laughs> yes, and, and, and my thing is that I just give him more shit to do. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, this and this, yeah, I know you're thinking about this, but can we also do this? And mm -hmm. I know, I don't know anything about IT or coding, but I know you can figure it out. Go! Yeah. I do the same thing, you know, my brother works with us, Michael works with us now. I do the same thing for him, like, you know, that looks really cool. You know, it would be like super duper cool <laughs> if you stay up for 24 hours and just make this button like be like crazy awesome. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I, yeah, I could see your point. Because the thing is, is ideas fly out of my butt. Yeah. But do they go in the toilet or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, it's always awesome, too, because if you don't have to do the work, you kind of always have the best idea. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're doing the work, you think of the limitations instantly. Like, well, you can't do that shit because of this, this, and this. But if you don't have, if you're not actually going to, like, do the technical part, Karen always comes up with the idea where I'm like, fuck, that would be awesome. Why can't we do that? I need to do that. Um, and that, and that's what makes it, everything more better. So, you know, thank you. I can't you. even figure out MailChimp. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Lauren um, calls it email monkey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really was thinking in my head what it was called just now. It really should be mail monkey. That does seem like more of a, a better word for it anyway. Um, all right. So, uh, also okay. make sure you guys check us out, blackouttips.com and all that good stuff. Uh, about section for all the contact info. Leave us five star reviews on iTunes and we'll read them on the show. Um, and if they're less than five stars, we will not read them on the show. No, we don't see anything <laughs> less than five stars. They are absolutely invisible to us. We just let you know up front. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> also, it doesn't matter what the content of the five star review is. No, it, it doesn't. You you can support your business. Mm -hmm. You can tell, you can tell me, us go fuck ourselves. Yeah, you can uh, tell you can tell us to go suck your dick. If it was five stars, we will read that. Mm -hmm. People have done it. I'm logging on right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for having me on your show. Go fuck yourself. Oh, good. All right, five stars. I'll I'll, I'll take that. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> LaurenHennessy.com. Got gotcha. you. Um, <laughs> 
and the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is actually sponsored uh sponsored by shadow dog productions makers of fine handcrafted audio plays uh ratchet comedy films and new upcoming tv series dead room that's right man they on tv now by the way uh people that watch dead room uh look in the credits you might see a couple people you know um <laughs> buy, buy their stuff at shadowdogproductions.com and check them out on youtube shadow dog productions so just put that into youtube and magic will come up all right let's talk about some things i got questions to ask you guys first of all it is pride month and keith mm-hmm. and the girl has been celebrating the fuck out of it man. all month long and i have been <laughs> loving it <laughs> <laughs> every it's like every show is you know gay guest gay guest or uh keith's you know guys that he's Boomer, in love with yeah which romance is, which works for us too you yes. know um so i gotta ask you guys because i believe this is the second year doing this uh run through what exactly does pride month mean to you and what made you decide to like kind of dedicate the show towards that i actually thought about this a lot because um it's it sounds almost not racist but what's a prejudice because it's like oh i i think about that before i book the guest there's like a couple of guests that I only reached out to last year, you know, uh, during Pride Month. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like, only during Pride Month do you get to be on my show because we have to have queer guests. But um, it's a chance to really focus on it. It's like, you know, I always – it maybe maybe we should extend the muscle or, you know, sort of lift a little bit and go, no, let me not go for for the comic that's just within my reach. Let me do a little bit of research. Let me find out who else is out there. I kind of want to do it for – for other months, I want I want to do it for Black History Month. I want to do it maybe for Women's Month. I'm not sure if that's the same month. And see, I'm already ignorant of everything. Mm-hmm. It was actually the idea of Libby, who worked with us for a year last year. And uh, she thought it'd be a great idea. And it turns out it is. We, we got introduced to a bunch of comedians that maybe we wouldn't be looking for because we don't really look for comics. Mm-hmm. We go out. Uh, we get recommendations. We see a show. Things like that. But... It's people who are in minority that should we should take the extra step to give them a platform that maybe they wouldn't have because there's prejudice and there's, you know, whatever it is, racism out there, segregation, whatever it is. So I had to sort of take back for a second and say, yeah, it's not that it's it's not a bad thing. I'm not sectioning off this group because it's not like we only have queer guests during June. We have them on throughout the year. And it's not just uh, uh, gay guests either for Pride Month. It's, you know, uh, anyone under the spectrum that's an ally, you know, of the queer movement or whatever. It's bisexual, lesbian, transgender guests, you know, we and I also like the, the topics that are covered during it. Yeah, I think, you know, dedicating certain months to to different groups is kind of cool. You know, it brings some awareness to things that not everyone might may be aware of yeah i I think it's awesome um you know as uh people that kind of believe in black history month um i think it's kind of awesome too because uh it spreads awareness and it gives people more important than just awareness it humanizes it so that you think of people when you talk about certain things yes like is people can be very ignorant and especially like the way america is now where people are so sectioned off where it's like well if i don't want to know any gay people i ain't got to um, but if you are a fan of Keith and a girl, then you kind of do. So if yeah. you say some hateful, dumb shit, then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, there's like 20 people I know off the top of my head that I wouldn't say that in front of. And, I, you know, that's not a good thing. 
Yeah, and also for me, I enjoy the fact that when you do it, you introduce people into my world so I can go look for them. I can go find them. I can go check them out. And I can begin to educate people off of you guys educating me. It's like you give to me and I give to other people type of thing. And I don't think it's it's, all about, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's sectioning off or singling out. It's more of we're going to dedicate this particular amount or slot of time to get you guys to understand that the world is bigger and a lot larger than you think and you need to be more acceptable of all people regardless of their sex, color, creed, religion, or anything because at the end of the day, everybody wants to be treated as a human being. Amen. Yeah. I am. One of, one of the things, I remember we had the vote uh, for gay marriage or actually, I guess, the way it was worded on the uh, <laughs> on the ballot, it may have actually been against gay marriage because you know they do that where it's like, oh, vote uh, for seventeen. You're vote like, what am I voting against? Yeah. Gay marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, I remember when that day came up to vote, it was like um, in our primary. So yeah. you're not even directly voting for the president, mm-hmm. and if and it's a Republican primary, so you mm-hmm. definitely ain't voting. Um, like most of the people coming out are, you know, really conservative people. Yes. And I remember getting off work and driving across town and it was raining and traffic was all fucked up. And, you know, there was a few times I was like, I guess I could turn around. Nobody would actually know. But I was, I, but part of that, uh, what you guys do and part of the people I know in my own life was like, Nah, man, you gotta fucking vote for this because, I mean, well, against this, what, you gotta vote for people to be able to get married. (laughs) You have to go vote so people can have the same right to get married as you because it fucking matters and if enough people don't care, then it won't pass. Not because necessarily everyone's not ready, but because a lot of people who, who are either don't care at all or are for it are gonna be like, but it was raining and I had to drive across town. So I, I voted and then I called Karen and was like, you got to go vote now. I did it. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> call my mom, like, you know, but all that to say, like, your it's stuff like your podcast that actually I think does cause change because people are going to be like, well, I guess I'll get my ass up and vote. Yeah. And, and, and to me, it, it mattered a lot because I remember uh when the day came, I got off work and I literally was like running all across town and I was like, I'm getting ready to go home. He was like. You need to go vote, and I was like, oh, I'm so tired. But then I thought about it. I for real, I thought about y'all, and I, I started, about I started naming, and, I started naming yeah. names. I was naming people who are fans of the show that we talked. I was like, what about Reggie? What about Toya? You think they would be tired? She's like, okay, that's yeah. awesome. Yes, yeah, so I was like, I, I was like, I'm going to go vote because if they, it, it's, it's, and, and the funny part about it is almost like I felt like we all were pulling that lever together. As mm. weird as that may sound, it was like, yes, I won vote, but there are many people behind me, kind of encouraging me and pushing me to vote a certain way and the the thing about it and i was kind of upset it uh the bill did not pass but i yeah, really think that they statistic they uh, strategically designed it where it would not pass and i remember uh when roger went to go vote uh People people underestimate the power of voting because when Roger went to go vote, it was this lady. She was like on the oxygen mask, but she was determined that she was going to vote that bill down. Oh, my God. She was in a wheelchair on an oxygen mask. She's not even going to be here to see gay people not or or get married. <laughs> and she was determined to pull that level. <laughs> hate is very strong yes it is yes lord she she couldn't even breathe and shit she She was like i'm going to vote if it's the last thing i do which way is against the quiz (laughs) (sighs) 
but um all right another thing i gotta ask man just uh keeping up with with things um and i guess i probably should have started off with this but you guys are in a relationship and uh i feel like you guys everywhere you go have to explain your relationship and talk about it i don't know if you guys are tired of it or not never okay cool cool cool. all right because i'm a black dude with white friends and i do a lot of the well look this is what we really mean by that right so So we understand i didn't want to put y'all in an awkward spot but can you guys kind of explain the whole you know deal with with lauren's sexuality and him does and uh, and how you guys got together and everything in a nutshell yeah let me try Mm -hmm. it's a very long story okay let me start by saying uh You mentioned pronouns earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I don't care what comes out of your face. Basically, here's my deal as as a person because I think this is part of what you w- want to know to. about our relationship mm-hmm. as well. Um, <sighs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I got my speech ready to get into, and like I. Just, Okay, um, I'm transgender, and basically that means I didn't even know we existed until a few years ago. Really, I thought I had some mental condition or, or I was crazy or, or whatever. And to me, the word transgender had always, uh, been brought up, um, images of, uh, like transvestites and, you know, um, Ricky Lake. Ricky mm-hmm. Lake and, you know, New Orleans during Southern Decadence sort of Eddie thing. Murphy. Um, <laughs> and, and, but I know that uh, I was born expecting to grow up like other little boys. I knew my penis would grow in eventually because I was felt it there, you know, like a phantom limb type deal sort of thing. Uh, so I knew it would come in and I know it was a boy just like anyone else knows that they're a girl or a boy. They don't need their, you know, bits to tell them that really. They just innately know, you know, it's their mind and their heart and their spirit and all that thing, um, which are all connected and stuff. Uh, so that didn't happen. And I understood, oh, I'm a girl. Okay. But then I had this whole dichotomy of always feeling like a boy and having this like phantom dick mm-hmm. and also just, um, not, uh, my mind and body are just really, you know, um, in oil and water. I, I don't look the same in my head as I do when I look in the mirror, you know, sort of thing. And, uh, I, I don't know what that is. Um, I used to say it was a birth defect, but I think that's kind of negative. And, uh, you know, like, oh, it's a birth defect because I was born with this female body. But I think that there are more guys, you know, a, a lot happens in the womb, you know, and sometimes people are born with both. Sometimes people are born with ovaries inside of them, but they're male, you know, and sometimes people are born with male chromosomes that are female bodied and female everything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of different shit that happens. There's a lot of different kinds of people. And I think that sometimes men are born with, you know, quote, female bodies. And uh, sometimes women are born with male bodies. And a lot of times they, um, go to transition and take hormones in order to match who they are and, uh, fit in and be acknowledged and seen that way. Um, maybe most times they do. Uh, I have decided not to do that for a myriad of reasons, mainly my career, also money. Also, I don't know. I think if I were a younger teenager, I would have, Mm -hmm. um, gone ahead and done that. But, um, just the way my life is now, I feel that I have more going for me if I stay as I am in this. I don't even know. I don't even know if I believe myself anymore. I, I, can't, mm-hmm. I can't tell you. I struggle with it still. 
and does it, uh, I'm does still it, learning. It, does it like kind of give you pause because people think you're hot? Uh, does it give me powers because people no, like hot? pause? Like, do you like go? Oh, I would change over, but is, I'm not doing too bad, you know? Oh, um, no, it's not that mm-hmm. at all. Actually, it is. Um, yeah, it's not because people think that I'm attractive this way. Uh, it's more because I think it, as an actor, to be honest, I think as an actor, I have more success staying in this body with my type and who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I'm an actor first before anything else. Also, you know, uh, Lauren, you get that a lot. And right? also I have kind of taken it on as sort of a cause. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Hamda, sort of a personal cause for myself because I think, you know, maybe it is society that makes us feel that we all have to match each other to be acknowledged because that's actually true. We are a very visual society and we do place, you know, judgments in boxes and things on people based on what we know and what we were taught and what we learned. And it's very hard to unlearn that stuff. Um, I think it's kind of important for people to meet guys that look like me and, you know, women that look like you, you know, or any George on on the street. And, um, it's just important to recognize that there are different, kinds of people out there not everyone is just a male body male or a female bodied female um you know i always use this i always use this image because i think it's how it was really helpful for me so i like to share it just when i'm explaining it because like, like i said i'm still learning about this shit i'm still learning that other guys like me exist that i'm not you know mentally ill you know mm-hmm. um and uh and stuff like that and also i want to also preface this by saying even if i I happen to identify as a straight guy. Uh, my sex is female, so you'd say I'm a straight homosexual. <laughs> but um, even if I like dudes, you know, if I really just was crazy about guys, whatever, I, it would still, you know, sex and gender is different and sexual preference is different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I would still be male. I would still be male. I would still wake up and know I'm a dude. And that's just it. I can't change that. I've tried. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I could be a girl because then I would fucking just feel a lot better, you know, but it's just not how, it's not how it is. You know, you don't get to, you don't get to choose how you're born or who you are. Um, so, uh, so what I was going to say is I saw this episode once and I'm not even sure, uh, what show it was. It might have been on the food network, but it's when they went behind the food. You know, they go, they take you into the factory to see how things are made. And, and so they went into this pretzel factory and they're like, here's how these pretzels are made, you know, and it's like a snack episode. And, uh, and so there's this conveyor belt that, that, um, you know, shoots out these twisted knotted pretzels. And every once in a while, one comes out that's just a circle mm-hmm. and they don't really know why it's kind of random. It's just a, a thing in the machine. It just, um, comes out and they, they separate the circular ones and, Throw them away or sell them in a separate thing or whatever they do with them. I'll but they, they, they separate <laughs> them from, you know, the others that are going in the bags. And I guess it's just, you know, that's just like nature. It's like, I don't know why people like me are, are here, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of like, I feel like that pretzel, like, you know, they're still pretzels. They still have the salt. They still taste the same. They still are pretzels. They just look a little different. So. Now, you say for a while you felt like you were going crazy, but I remember hearing Hemda on the show mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, I recognized this thing in him, and I was aware that Lauren was different. Yeah. So on your end, Hemda, 
Uh, yes. How, did you did did you kind of have a moment with Lauren where you realize where he realized that he was no longer that he wasn't crazy and that you could tell too? So therefore, it must have been a thing. And uh, you know, I think I think we learned a lot over the the past few years, like in general and about this as well. But mm-hmm. um, also, Hamda is very very intuitive to people, very you know open to the shit that you don't see in everyday life. Kind of like she's very spooky. She is. She is. I was like, uh, whenever we booked her for the show, I'm always kind of like, hopefully she doesn't ask too many questions. I just want to ask her questions because <laughs> her 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 answers to her questions are all way like always end up with people like, having. I, I didn't come prepared for interview right you have all kinds of self-reflection and shit that you didn't want to have that morning like no thank you i will see into your soul (laughs) (laughs) i actually really enjoy do that i i i don't like small talk a lot of times and so i'll delve right into your childhood and what the fuck because i see like a look on your face i'm like what are you reflecting on let's go into that because i know what the weather's like i have an app (laughs) yes (laughs) um so lauren and i were doing a musical hi uh i i don't normally do musicals but uh i i am in this one so i am kind of a gay dude (laughs) (laughs) and and lauren came around and right away i was like this is a super talented human being. The part that Lauren had had been rotating through actors throughout the years of this play and every time they put someone new I'm just like, fuck my life. This sucks. And then so I was ready for Lauren to just be like, some other new fucking ugh. And just right away, the whole part was perfectly done. It was so fantastic. But I, I normally date men who look like men i guess you know it, which is weird to say like uh well male body because people. it's wrong to say because now we wrong. know that there are men who don't look like men but this right. is nitpicking and i'm really not that sensitive about it i'm only for the sake because people are hearing this for the first time maybe you know or just kind of making the connection i'm just trying no, to fill everyone I, in i didn't think men that looked like men was appropriate to say but i'm still finding some of my words even for and something years male into male the- and female i think are sexes so male-bodied men yeah if you want to be politically correct but don't don't rack your brains too much you know it's cool anyway but so and i have i have messed around with girls and it always felt queer that was the actual word that it felt like not Mm. you know lgbt it felt queer um so but i found myself attracted to lauren like it was a magnet that just wouldn't release its power i'm just like what is going on i just wanted to be around them i just wanted to like hang out, just anything. And and when we first slept together, hide the children because children <laughs> don't know about this. They will get pregnant too soon. <laughs> this was just, I remember, do you remember the look I gave you at the end, Lauren Land? Uh, and throughout. Yes. <laughs> I thought that I was gasping to myself. Apparently I was gasping out loud because I was like, what? What's this? Oh, another. She, think- oh, thank you, sir. Can I have another? Oh, no. Oh, that's nice. I mean, she I- looked at me like, it, like for a second, I was like, did I go too far? Like confused, <laughs> scared. Did I hurt you? I really was just like, there were moments where I'm like, all right, I want to flip around. Oh my god, I'm getting flipped around. What the? You're reading my mind. This is absolutely insane. I, my mind was just going nuts, not because of male, female, gender, mm-hmm. whatever, because of the get down. 
Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So, uh, moving right along. <laughs> um, a little reminisce. I just suddenly got hot. I think I'm going to turn on the AC. Um, whoo, it's summertime. Okay. I'm doing the show all the time with you. <laughs> Up top, Lauren. So I thought, okay, this is definitely a different person. May I started like thinking, maybe I am bisexual, perhaps. Maybe I just, you know, didn't find the right person like who but at the same time i was like who gives a shit i didn't question like my need to put myself in a box i just thought oh it didn't click before how come it's clicking now and then one night a couple weeks later i don't really remember what and i just i it was it was post coitus mm-hmm. and i just said you know <laughs> That's what such a weird term <laughs> <laughs> the after fart <laughs> <laughs> Post-coitus. It sounds like that. <laughs> like, okay. Anyway, so we're we're chilling, and I I looked at Lauren and I said, you know what? You really don't feel like a girl to me. And then he started crying, and I'm like, why would any? Why would I say that? Why would I say that out loud? Tearing, <gasps> tearing. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but I was like, who says that to someone? And then it turns out I was right again. Mark that down, everybody. <laughs> I'm right a lot of times, and I was right again. I don't know what I picked up on, but um, it really, it it just felt like it felt, you know? And yeah. I don't know how to describe it other than getting really well, she, provocative. She saw me, you know? I don't know. She saw me. She felt me in a in a way that was deeper, you know? <laughs> now, is it... <laughs> Hi-yo. Now, is it um, also kind of kind of odd because you know we have lgbtq so it's like lesbian gay bisexual transgender and it used to be queer but now it's questioning if i'm not correct it was always questioning i think i don't know i think queer is all that shit put together the thing is but like the difference not all transgender people fall into the lg or b category Mm -hmm. you know they're actually two different completely different issues and two different things you know, they've joined the good fight because, you know, we're, we are still in a, a bit of a, a, um, uh, rights, rights battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, uh, this is a big group that is fighting for rights to be seen as the gender that they are. Um, and this is all this. And then this other group is a group that's, you know, wants to be seen as the, uh, sexual preference that they want. Yeah. Sort of and wants to be acknowledged like a person did you have a question about that though? yeah i was gonna say do you feel like um everybody wants you to have a label though because like even even as it kind of grows and there it becomes more than just you know well you're lesbian or you're gay or you're bisexual or you're transsexual or you're queer or you're questioning like um it still yeah, kind of feels like okay, yeah, go ahead. I, want, I want a title so bad because when i was not aware of the trans situation not that it's a situation. Okay, whatever. Before that, I, I was like, okay, I guess I'm bisexual. But mm. bisexuals are really looked at as weird. It's like, but bisexuals look are looked at as opportunists, as, you know, uh, uh, drunk girls that, you know, make out when mm. you know, guys are around. And it just, all I got when I said bisexual was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what I mean? I was just like, no, not you, me. Like, this has nothing to do with you. I just happen to be talking to you, which I'm going to stop now. Yeah. Um, and then, and then now there's, you know, we, we understand it more. And now I think I, I would, 
I would have to, I guess, say pansexual, but even that doesn't really fit. And, you know, a lot of people go, well, how, did, how does that work? Well, it just, here's the thing. It doesn't work anymore because Hamda, you identify as straight primarily. Am I correct? Yeah. And we're yeah. in a straight relationship. Yes. Right. However, it is a homosexual relationship because we thing. have the same sex, you know, right now at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, That's the thing. So if I say straight, <clears throat> I, you know, you get the label. This head. is where labels are, are just really, really damaging because to be honest, we are all one. We are all one. We are all the same conscious. We're all the same people. That's right. I'm and, black uh, too. Yeah. You, but you know, we're related <laughs> to people who eventually are black. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all related and we all share this same space and the same energy and i'm just like you know labels are are damaging they're damaging i get what they're good for i get that they identify things for people but i don't know if we have to have those identifications because yeah. i think more people are not i'm not saying everybody i know there's people on other ends of, on even at polar ends of the spectrum and i think i'm one of those but i think most people have a little bit of bisexuality in them a lot of people are able to ignore that because it's not something that they have to acknowledge you know they can still be part of the status quo and and just be in straight relationships because it's easier because they can or what have you you know but uh i i believe that you know I mean, I don't even know how many transgendered people are out there that don't know that they're transgendered, mm-hmm. you know, but like I didn't, I didn't because I didn't have that word for it, you know, um, or, or, or whatever, you know, and some people feel very much like they are both sexes or are both genders rather. And some people are actually both sexes, you know, and, and it's, they're fucking, like I said before, there's so many different kinds of people, labels, they're damaging, try hard as you can to destroy those walls in your mind because they will keep you segregated and mm-hmm. keep you away from real honest just living in the now human interaction and love and peace the thing is is right now i think people are using those labels to understand more so when they look at somebody like me for example to go then what are you and then that starts the conversation so so i am a human i am a human being i would love to actually be seen as neither sex but i don't think that that's possible neither gender maybe you know yeah well and also different people have varying levels of masculinity and femininity and uh, because of society you know we try to cover those up sometimes or bolster them up or what have you based on how we think we should be acting but man if we could all just realize that this shit doesn't matter mm-hmm. and you you happy. like the couple things about that one i can tell that lauren is from hawaii because yeah. <laughs> that is the most like uh beautiful eloquent and hippiest thing all of the same thing like <laughs> we're all just humans man chill out so true though uh, but uh now nah, i feel you man i think a lot of people get in that but i also like um i hate that people have to be like well you have to be one of these things you know so it's always kind of weird to like try to put people in the boxes but i, it, I do kind of like that people have to acknowledge differences to some extent because different that's the thing that's the antithesis of putting people in boxes that's a big word y'all is acknowledging the differences. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I like yeah. that people have to be like, well, I have to consider someone. Some, I have to consider a view that is not mine. Yeah. That's what I like. And, and mm-hmm. I have a question for you, Lauren. Do you think that if people were not afraid enough and people actually taught their children at a younger age 
about the difference, like sexualities as far as LGBT, like, like kind of introduce that to children that children wouldn't grow up as confused or as lost. Of course. I, you know, I remember being raised with books that now looking back were specifically interracial, you know, mm-hmm. that it was a big thing to make sure, <clears throat> you know, we would sing songs, you know, red and yellow, black and white and we, all these visual things, you know, people that are different from us were all, you know, that kind of thing. When you go to school, you know, you're encouraged to accept, you know, people just because they look different and things like that. And See, I, I think, was not. I was like, we are the chosen people. You guys get well, out. Well, you went to a <laughs> <laughs> there's danger in segregation because there's walls and there's limitations put on you. And I think that if, of course, we should be raising kids uh, to know about gay people and straight people and transgender people because they're just people. There's yeah. nothing weird or gross about them. They're just people. And that's their situation, just like you and everyone else in their situation. You know, let um, me tell you how much I think people wish they were gay. I mean, the amount of shit that comes out of guys' faces when they're on a date or about their wives, like, oh, this woman's gay. Why can't, basically guys are saying, why can't my wife be like you to their buddies? And women are saying the same thing. Oh my God, he doesn't get me and blah, blah, blah. You wish you were gay. Well, that, no, I mean, that's because <laughs> I, know. I know, I know. Also, you know, the other thing too is like, I also grew up in a household where, uh, the first pornography I was introduced to was interracial. So, I think that went a long way for me being like people aren't that different. We can all get along and be the same. So and your I'm parents sure. introduced you to porn? Not on purpose. <laughs> they they more introduced themselves to leaving the house and I introduced myself <laughs> to what was under their bed. <laughs> it was like, "Ooh, they're gone." Yeah. Um another thing I wanted to ask, um how's the play going, Lauren? Oh man, thanks for asking. It's going really well. I got a really good review. It's been getting really good reviews. I hope this isn't the last installment of it. Uh, well, this, it sounds like such a crazy ass concept. You basically, uh, the actors kind of take over a house. You have a party. Everybody's doing scenes in like different rooms and different areas and they all kind of link up. But then the audience is like kind of the other people at the party. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's the working title is Mrs. Mayfield's fifth grade 20 year 1993 class reunion or something like that. <laughs> it's basically, you know, a girl has an idea to throw a party. She sent out a Facebook invite to everyone in the class and said, Hey, I'm going to have this 20 year reunion. You know, her life's falling apart. She's regressing. She wants to do this thing. So, um, audience members come as guests. Um, you wear a green name tag if you want to be incorporated in on things on the action on the conversation. You wear a red one if you just kind of want to be an observer and sit back and, and watch. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a really cool experience. You know, audience members have really gotten into it. Some people just start changing the script because they're so <laughs> into it. Um, but yeah, it's gotten some really good reviews. You know, it's, it's one of those shows that you want to see twice. You, you can really eavesdrop in on conversations, uh, choose who you want to follow throughout the night and, and the actors in it. Um, myself, myself. Uh, <laughs> really, really incredible. And I'm yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I, and one of my favorite things to do in real life is eavesdrops on people's conversations when they don't know I'm there. So this is like professionally doing it. I would pay to do that to just sit around and go, they don't even know. I know what they're talking about. That's awesome. When are you coming to New York? Um, you know, what? I do need to come to New York. I've never been. Um, 
Yeah, you both should come up, do the Keith and the Girl show. Hopefully, Lauren will be doing a show. Check that out. Hang out for a bit. You know what? We're going to we, make that we, happen. Yeah, we definitely, we're definitely going to uh, make that happen. Um, my, my thing. Oh, wait. I had a, still had a question, Karen. Oh, okay. And then, <laughs> then your question. Okay, go ahead. Himda, are you still watching Lauren's play? And are you completely okay now? I'm going there again tonight. I think this will, what, be my third or fourth time? He's asking this because there's a I know, kissing scene. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Lauren kisses someone multiple times in this. Not the first time that I've ever seen Lauren kiss on stage, but this time there's no stage. There's not even, like, no one's elevated. We're not sitting and watching. We are in the mix. So... I make sure that I'm not sitting on the couch that they're about to make out in. To be honest, I really thought I was cooler than this, honestly. Like, I thought I was so awesome. I don't think it has anything to do with but, that. Yeah, I I can't watch it. Lauren's such a good actor. I can't deal. Oh, man. <laughs> it looks so good. And Thanks. I'm just, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not bothered by it. But uh, I I feel uncomfortable. But but I have said this. I feel uncomfortable with all the kissing in the play because, like Lauren said, it feels like you're eavesdropping. It feels like, you know, you're listening to a conversation. Yeah. I'm usually a little more subtle when I do that. You know, yeah. I turn on Vine or picture or something, but I'm not just standing there like, what else you got? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Right, uh, right. Yeah, you're Karen. actually on the stage with us. That, yeah. that, that does make it. I have a question, another question for Lauren, because. How does it feel when people challenge your manhood based off of your outer looks? I'll tell you something. I definitely have a male ego and I definitely have a male image, whatever comes with that, you know, in, in addition to the female experience, you know, and the lesbian experience just by default, because this is how, you know, my, my, my lot in life, um, Ten when deaths people, and two surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's, I can't, you know, I'd be lying if I'd say it didn't hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't frustrating and it didn't emasculate me and make me feel angry and like shit. Uh, and people do it in different ways and people do it without even realizing it. True. And, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, I, think I don't know. The, it's, it's hard. I'm not going to say that it's easy to live like this. Like, I mm -hmm. know it sounds like I'm all comfortable in my skin and shit, but I'm really not. I it, it's I do feel as though I am living in a prison and I'm really trying to find a better yin yang sort of symbiosis with my body and being OK and, and all that. And I, I'm working on it, but I fucking hate it. You know, I mm -hmm. hate it. And I hate when dudes say, oh, man, I would love to have tits. I play with them all day. It's like you fucking would not do. You really would not. Um, you would be devastated. Yeah, I always, whenever I hear you, I always kind of feel like you sound a little bit annoyed and angry underneath all the happiness too. Like you would fuck somebody up if it came down to it. Mm -hmm. So I like it's always like kind of a respect there my too. Own, my own emotional issues that just generally people have to begin with. You know, I'm a passionate person. Like, um, and you know, there's stuff from my past that I'm dealing with. <laughs> trying to be more calm mm. but uh there definitely is a bitterness and an anger behind it i do feel that i was dealt wrong cards uh i just realized you know i mean i've always felt this way my whole life but i just realized that you know it is something and that it, it is 
There's a word for there's it. There's a word there's for other it. There's other people. Yeah, there's other people. So that helps a lot. You know, that helps a lot. You know, I know my, my, my menhood, if you will, or my masculinity is affirmed in that. And, uh, I'm sure him to being able to kind of see you for who you are also helps. Yes. And, and oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, him, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. And him to do you could be like, go get him, baby. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, but she, I've, she, I've never been like that though. Like, uh, whatever male ego is around me in terms of that, in terms of responding automatically, like, I don't respond automatically for the most part to, for the most part to nothing. I'll, I'll tell you what's hardest for me. And it's probably what's hardest for any guy, you know, this kind of thing. Anyway, I'll give some examples. Mm. Um, I know dudes. I know what they're thinking. I know how they're thinking because I am one. So I see things sometimes that Hamda doesn't. And that yeah. is infuriating because they'll do it in front of me. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not in the mm. club. No, like, I fuck. or, uh, or for instance, like, We'll be holding hands, walking down the street, and uh, someone will look right at her and just right at her, right in front of me. You know what I mean? Or, or they'll say something to her, or they'll like, "How you doing?" Or, "Why don't you come home with me?" Or, "I'm gonna take your girl from you," or this or that. You know what I'm saying? Where I know if I looked like a regular guy, you know, you would wait and at least until we passed. Right. Yeah, it's disrespectful. Turn around and stare at my girlfriend's ass. You know, you wouldn't start doing it as we were walking up during and after yeah i've had that happen to me where i feel very emasculate i feel very angry i feel like you know i want to retaliate you know but then i become an angry dyke you know and Mm. is that any better i don't know you know it's like okay so i'm putting myself and her into danger and it's just it's i know it's not worth it it fucking sucks yeah, but you know, it's worth it a little bit. You know, fuck somebody up every once in a while. But, um, I've had to, I've had to deal with that too, though. Um, one time we went to a WNBA game and, uh, all the lesbian chicks were checking out Karen and I felt like I was like, I actually felt less than a man because I was like, I can't be in here, uh, you know, acting all uptight about the fact that these women are just recklessly eyeballing my woman. Um, but it, it, you know, I, I was like, I'm just gonna pretend like I'm not seeing it and just hold her hand even tighter and just hope that they don't come over and do anything. That's kind of what I've resorted to, uh, do. And rule number one, never bring your girlfriend to a WNBA game. <laughs> we, we didn't know. I, I promise. I was yeah, like, I didn't yes, know. I was like, yes, let's go to the WNBA game. I would love to watch it. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm about to support these rights. Hey, lady, please, uh, calm down. Um, now I have a- here it is from, from my perspective. Yeah. From my perspective, I've dealt with this. I remember from when I was about 11 or 12, as soon as any kind of boob kicked in, and I didn't even realize it was just that guys have been hitting on women on the street before they turn into women, and they are disrespectful and gross. And so when Lauren is tested with masculinity and and things like that, I just think the society is shit. Mm. And, and, and you have no respect for anybody. And this is not just a me issue. This is nobody brought you up right because no one, no mother or father, well, maybe father, no mother is telling her son or, or maybe, that, you know what I mean? Like you, right. you should not be telling your son, holler at that girl in the middle of the street, make her feel uncomfortable. I've talked to other girls about this. They, we put our heads down in shame when mm. we get talked to like that on the yeah. street. It, it's Or we smile and giggle and keep walking because we're embarrassed and we don't know what else to do. Like, I've seen that reaction, too. Yeah, you know or we don't want to get attacked. So we're just this like, hey, just, all right, we're all cool. Like, let me let me get out of here. The thing yeah. is, is it's 
sometimes it is very, very personal because it's let me get between you guys and you wouldn't say that if it was, if a man was there. But sometimes it really is just, you're just, you're just an asshole. Like you are just, yes. there is no saving you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, the, that's the thing too. It's like, I do have the female experience and I do, you know, I do believe that that has shaped me as a man and made me a better man. And I, you know, if there could be a thing where you could just yes. change sexes and experience the other sex for a while, I think men and women would really understand each other a lot more, get along a lot more. So in one way, that's kind of a superpower I have, but, <laughs> but, uh, um, now I, I also have a question for him to, um, me. You uh were you you were the opening act for Keith uh during Keith and the Girl Week. So good. Yes, it was. And you talked about you know getting into stand up, doing more stand up, yes. possibly becoming yeah. a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten back on stage since then? Um, what? Uh, well, <laughs> here's the thing. I have been writing, but the problem is, is like every time I get in front of something, some kind of device that I can write more stuff or uh, it pen and pen or whatever. I just feel like I need to be doing more for Keith and the girl. Mm -hmm. And I always think, okay, I'll catch up with Keith and the girl and then I'll hit an open mic or something. And, you know, I think it's a combination of this is a whole nother, although I'm in comedy already, it's a whole nother career to begin while this career is trying to make it to the next level of something. And I know that, you know, we do this for a living. It's really great. And, and I make a decent living, but I, I want the wheels to turn a little bit more without me being there. And so mm-hmm. right now I have to keep turning those wheels on my own. So it's really difficult to break out that on top of we do five shows a week where I dispense all my funny. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I don't, you know, I'd have to concentrate that into some other means of show. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making excuses, but it's it, it just didn't happen yet. Okay. Well, I believe in you, and I know I you can do, do it. I do too. Yes, well, she has been writing, and I've heard some of her stuff, and it's really good. So thank you. You know, some wheel is turning. I, I wonder... know I'm doing the right thing because I don't think my mother will be proud, and that means it's hilarious. <laughs> 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 I also wonder if like other comedians are gonna be like um, able to like if they're gonna have any bias towards you because like for one you've done this show you've selected mm-hmm. the comedians that could come on your show yeah. so are there gonna be like agendas of like she never picked me i'm funnier than her wah, wah, wah. or are there gonna be people that are like oh you're the greatest ever can i be on the show oh no okay i, I worried about that in a different sense actually i worried that i'm gonna go to an open mic and there's of course gonna be people who i know because they've either been on the show or you know it's all connected we know a ton of New York comedians. Everyone knows each other. It's we not are like, all one. Yeah, it's not like it's, you know, I know everybody. We all know everybody. Um, and so I think when I get on stage, uh, my fear is that they're like, mm-hmm, you want to be funny now? A, be funny without Keith, you know? Mm-hmm. B, be funny. Like, you think stand-up is so easy? Like, you, you know, like you said, they, you didn't pick me. But I I just feel like they'll they'll, I'll have a harder time, you know, yeah. with... Because a lot of times the open mic is only full of stand-ups and they will cross their arms and be like, now what? This is our room. It's our place. You don't have, you know, I don't ask you where the bathroom is. This is not yours. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's, that's a little scary. All right. Yeah. Well, I was, I was just wondering that, man. Now, we actually have like news to cover and some guest race, race. And we could not have you guys both on without... Uh, playing at least guest the race a couple of times um first things first um i did uh have one random thought we were driving to like the store and i don't know if karen saw this guy 
but there was a guy like kind of off to himself in a parking lot mm-hmm. and he was holding like a remote control did you see that guy Mm-mm. it was like an older white dude about 50 years old and he's holding a remote control and he was flying a remote control airplane okay yeah he's like 50 cool. years old so Ooh. i'm i was you know I, and I, I uh say that again white guy okay. yeah white dude white dude mm-hmm. okay um <laughs> so he's he's flying this fucking remote control plane and I, I I immediately was like, I don't think there's any 50-year-old dude that's in the flying remote control planes. There's only 50-year-old pedophiles who don't have an icebreaker to talk to little boys. Like, there's... My dad is over 50, and he loves flying remote control planes and shit like that. He's just a kid. I never saw... I've never seen one of those people in real life before. I... That I immediately assume you're going to listen back to the show and be like, I am such a douche. (laughs) (laughs) And when he he turns 50, I'm going to give him a control plane and be like, you know what, baby, go outside and fly this. It'll just be me (laughs) and and Chris Chris Hansen out there like, oh, what are you doing here? Um, All right, man. And the other random thought was um, I finally made my white people list on Twitter. So if you guys want to be added, just hit me up at Rodimus Prime. Um, I'm adding white people to it. Um, Just come to count. Uh, yeah, yes, I will add yes. him to, to it. Uh, I, you know, uh, I'm just adding the people that kind of want to be, um, and I'm shocked that it's making everybody's day. Like, <laughs> that was like, I made the list. Yes. Right. All right. <laughs> I'm on the white I want to be on your off white list. <laughs> okay. All right. I got to work on that one. That's, that seems like it'd be harder to find people for, but I, I got some. Um, all right. The Pope is, um, white. the, yeah, he is white. And he's the coolest Pope, uh-huh. uh, ever, apparently. Um, he was talking to some kids and he told them, I didn't even want to be a Pope when I was a kid. Um, he said, anyone that wants to be Pope doesn't care much for themselves. God doesn't bless them. I didn't want to be Pope. Um, and this is just like a list of like the other, like uh, the latest and a list of other stuff he's done. That's just like, you know, oh, I'm the cool Catholic dude. Don't worry about that. Um, so I'm hoping that at some point he'll probably come out as atheist, man. I really feel like that's where we're going. <laughs> He's working slowly, working there. <laughs> yeah. I don't even believe in God. I don't know how I got this job. Um, yeah, like I'm actually an atheist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all voted me in, sucker. Right. <laughs> Why y'all keep praying? That is so 2000 and late. Um, also I heard that, uh, fertility, fertility clinic is now floating the idea of human clones for people who can't have children. Ah, that's interesting. Kind of creepy. You right. know, there's so many kids in the system who need help. It's it is so. Is, is this an American thing? Um, because it seems very gluttonous. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, there's people out there that can't have kids, and it's fucking heartbreaking. Adopt a kid. There's so many kids out there that are just gonna end up in prisons or dead. Yeah, it's it's American. Kids. They need, need parents. It's American. Yeah, of mm. course it is. Let's clone burgers too so we never run out. <laughs> how, also like how vain can you be? Like, I want a little me. Exactly a little me. Not, uh, me and someone else's DNA getting in the way of my awesomeness. Just my DNA solely to myself. <sighs> I get, I get the coolness of making something and it kind of looks like you and passing on that thing and having that feeling. But you know what? You can pass that on through someone that's not blood related to you too. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with that. Yeah. Plus, they don't have to look like you. It's only cool for a second. And then it's, you know, then it comes down to the person. What? And then also what happens if like. Also, we're fucking overpopulated. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. We're not having kids because of that. Oh, yeah. We, we, I, we've literally said like a long time ago. I was like, baby, 
I don't want kids. Like, I, it's hard to take care and defend for me, like, myself, by myself. So I, I don't want to have to be responsible for a child. I support all parents. God bless you, parents. But as far as I'm concerned, don't And worry plus, about it. it's so much no, harder to be cool. Just, sorry. It's, I was just going to say, it's so much harder to be cool and be a parent. Like, you can be cool or you can be a good parent, but yeah. you really don't get to be both. both. Like, That's you true. know, cool. Like, if you're like at the club and a parent, you're probably fucking up a little bit. Yeah. And, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know what? I think that's. That's, uh, that choice that you guys made is just a, a, as much of a beautiful, loving choice as, as having a kid and raising it really well and really loving it and, and, you know. Yeah, it's closest to your own self. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, 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 and it's also thoughtful and considerate. You know what? Thank you very much. I try to tell people, people, especially being a female, people go like, yeah. You don't want any kids, you automatically be like, you automatically get the side of like, what's wrong with you? Is something wrong with your ovaries? Your fallopian tube don't work. Your uterus right. malfunctioning. And I'm look like, I live in a society where I have a choice whether I decide to have children or not. And as far as I'm concerned, I am not to. And people go, well, you're selfish. No, no, no. What's selfish is birthing and bringing a child into the world and not being a responsible parent. How can you be selfish of something that does not exist, people? Good job. Yeah. Way to hold strong. I get really, that. Truly. I get that also. I get, but you'd be such a good mom. And yes. I'm like, but I'm telling you, I'm not, if I'm not doing it. And there I'm are not. other ways to give that sort of like love and share that um, warmth and that thing with people, you know, without being without birthing a kid and can i say something Mm -hmm. if if uh anyone is ever agreeing with all of your choices and you're just not making any waves whatsoever then you're fucked and you're doing something wrong you know Mm. yeah i feel you yeah Um, people who threaten my biology here's how they go well you know someday you're gonna wake up and you're going to die to have children, and then it might be too late. And I'm just like, so I'm going to have a kid now just in case I might want one later? <laughs> Do you know how crazy that sounds? What am I going to tell that kid? Get back at me when I feel like having you? If you were really worried about it, you could cryogenically freeze your eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. You know, I'm I'm at the age right now where I, I should make that decision, yes or no. And But I'm not allowing that because I'm... I am going to be completely satisfied uh, with adopting a kid or fostering yeah. a kid. I yeah. just, I could see children being in my future and, and like being around them and they bring me so much joy. But, you know, the other night, Lauren and I, we just went to pride like during the day. And I'm just like, right now we would have to bring the kid. Yeah. Then, you know, when you go to your play, I don't have a choice when you're at your play. I got to take care of the kid. When I'm at work, you got to, you got to take care of your kid and maybe we can get somebody to help us. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that it's that easy to just relinquish power. It's also very expensive. So, yes. you know, I want to, I want to be around. Yeah. That, yeah. that hindsight shit is the worst. Or like yeah. one day you'll look back and then you'll, it'll kick in and you'll suddenly realize you fucked up. It's like, well, then I guess I just fucked up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like that too. And for me, a lot of people, say that but they don't realize how irresponsible i am like <laughs> literally plants die at our house plants they do. and all you do is sprinkle water on them they die <laughs> why would i want to watch a child yeah <laughs> that's awesome i kind of hope that it's like if you forget your keys that feeling where you're like oh meant to have a kid fuck <laughs> all right up oh, too late now all right well anyway kind of go to work um yeah let's let's do something fun instead do you guys <laughs> yes. share a netflix account 
Yes. Yeah. All right. I do too with my wife. Um, <laughs> I got the best news today. Netflix yes, is going, happy. they are going to launch separate user profiles where the bullshit Karen watches no longer suggests <laughs> me to watch that bullshit. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie. Y'all. I, I, I watch what we consider ratchet ass movies of mm. any genre, black, white, mm. Asian, whatever. And also known as terrible ass movies. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're really, really bad, but I love them. <laughs> and like, we get like in Netflix parties and me and Ty Diamond and Phenom Black and Chris and Kate, we get and we just watch these terrible ass movies. Oh, you and Hamda oh my God. have the ultimate movies. Oh, you, me, <laughs> Emmy, and, and we just sit down and I make everyone food and we just talk back to the TV. For hours, see? Oh. See, me, me and you are on the same page because Roger gets mad because by the time I've sat down and watched hours, he gets to it, and you know what it suggests to him? My baby mama got killed by a zombie part 45, and he's looking like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and, and I was like, my, ba- my bad, baby. We was watching um, um, Black Exploitation. And it's, it's even more fucked up because then Netflix does that thing where it tells you what they think you would rate it. Yes. It's like, oh, you'd fucking give this a four, dude. I'm telling you right now. It's like, fuck you. I would not, you assholes. Rod and I will be upstairs smoking a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> There have been times where, like, I think I'm alone, and then, like, uh, or I think, like, Lauren's not going to get in until later, and then the door starts opening, and I press stop as fast as possible, and I'm not watching anything near porn. I just don't want anyone to see the shit that I watch. <laughs> I'm just like, look, I thought we were in the clear here, and I just, and, and then Lauren comes in, and I, and I look straight in his eyes, and I just go, no. <laughs> that is right. Oh my God. That's what we do. Yeah. Like I walk, I walk in. Karen's even worse. Cause like, on um, on the Xbox, you can like talk to people while you watch the movie. So she'll get other people that want to watch these terrible movies and they're yes. all having like a little party. Yes. And I walk in the room and I'll, and I'm just like, what is this shit? <laughs> She's just like, Oh no, no, it's good. Like honestly, if she was watching porn, much less, I much less reaction. I, <laughs> He would probably be happy. Oh, porn. I, I could deal with that. If one. she was watching porn, I'd just go, okay. Uh, I just came in to get a pillow. I'm walking back out, you know? But those movies, I'm like, fuck you. Why'd you do that to us? This is the most brilliant so thing funny. that Netflix has ever come up with. I love Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff. We don't have any cable and we don't have a TV. We just watch it on, like, only on apps on the Xbox. And, like, Emmy will come over and we all get along. Like, we are so close. We are a family. But if, like, an hour into our hang, Lauren will turn on the computer and just be like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll just be like, do. but Lauren, we were all hanging out. I don't understand. Like, we're ha- you're not having a good time. What's going on? <laughs> and it's like, I'm listening. Don't worry. And then me and Emmy would be like, what's the worst movie we can watch right now? Oh. Yes. And we, and we, we, <laughs> and we actually have a rule where it, it has to be two and a half stars or below. Like, oh like, my like, God. Like, 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 that's how, that's how terrible we go. We go, if it got three stars, it was too good. We're not going to watch it. Some guy at Netflix is just watching my queue. Like, wow, this guy really likes <laughs> usual suspects and every movie starring Ja Rule. This is Yes. Odd. We do. We watch the bad rapper movies. We'll watch Ice-T movies. Ooh, we'll watch Ice-T 50. Ice-T movie we, is the we watch worst, no, best. No, no. <laughs> okay, 50 Cent movies. Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. No, I like, I actually do like the Ice Tea. Oh, co- colored in ice? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Cool as ice. Cool as I ice. Actually, was on the floor rolling around. I'm not kidding. It was the first time I ever ROFL'd. I was on the floor, just like my 
brain was oozing out, not believing what I was watching. I had the most glorious time in the world. <laughs> Even I liked that one. Well, see, that's the thing. What people didn't understand about that movie is that he was actually cooler than Ice. He was a, <laughs> he was so cool that it made everything okay in that movie. Yes. That's, you know. Drop the zero. <laughs> the hero. <laughs> Slow turn. Well, Lauren, if you watch it again, Lauren has um, a theory on where all this came from, and it's it's Vanilla Ice from his point of view. Like the little kid is like, "Whoa, it's Vanilla <laughs> Ice!" Yeah, and the girl's like, "I just can't resist you." And and the guys are like, "Oh my god, I'm so intimidated by this wonder! Like he's such a beefcake." It's just Vanilla Ice. Thinking I mean, how cool he is. Black and white checkered pants with his bright orange. <laughs> I, I like that theory. Breaker and uh, teal. Loud ass motorcycle driving through the suburbs. <laughs> yes, uh, it is the best. Oh, all right, man. Now it's time for everybody's favorite game, Sweeping the Nation. Uh, actually inspired from Keith and the Girl. Uh, we heard them say guess the race right. is a joke, and we said that's not far enough. Uh, we We're going to take it to the next level. We can level. be more racist than that. So. We actually have a game where we play or read news articles, and we have our guests try to guess the race, and our chat room plays along. And they're very racist. Yeah, be warned that the chat room is very racist. Yes. So, That's um, cool. Like, no, like, the more pigment you have, the more you're allowed to be racist. Thank God. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. if there's one good thing that came I've of slavery. lost. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one good thing that came of my dead ancestors, it's that I get to be racist. Yes. Um, all right. Here's the first article. Uh, let me play this. Um, I thought this was interesting. Uh, it's about a wedding ring and pregnancy. Oh, yeah. And it's also about me taking this thing off of mute. That would help. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're missing wedding ring, and it really is some ring. Take a Beautiful look ring. at this. Said to be worth $23,000. Yeah, Raquel Cloutier hid it in a jewelry watch box before giving birth to her fifth child. Now, her husband mistakenly sold that empty box at a garage sale, but the ring was tucked away. Honestly, this this has so much sentimental value to me. It's my wedding ring, you know. So I'm really upset about it. The mother of five is now offering a reward to whoever brings the ring back to her. Latest update: ring still hasn't been found. Keep on Good searching, guys. Her. All right. The, the race is Mormon. The race is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is so specific. Uh, Lauren, what what race do you think the lady whose ring got? sold for $23,000 while she was pregnant is? Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> let's check Here's the chat the <laughs> At first I thought, okay, let's be completely racist. Five babies, black. Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> but then they said garage sale. Garage sale, white, white, whitey, white, white, white. Yeah, Mormon or Catholic. Yeah. Mm, okay, let's check the know. chat room and see what they believe. Uh, they own enough shit to have a garage sale, lotion white. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, uh, you didn't get a lot of guesses, so we're gonna have to keep rolling. Um, that is a white lady, guys. So yeah, yeah. If you now, had white, pat yourself on the back. You know what? If they just said attic sale, I'd have said black. <laughs> <laughs> I think New Jersey and Mormon count. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's uh the next one. Uh, this is a, a a brawl that happened over a kindergarten graduation. A kindergarten graduation. So. Um, a lot of people say that we shouldn't reward kids for staying in school, but I say I, I'm against that. Oh, wait, hold on. Dozens of 5th District police officers surrounded Michael R. White School Friday morning after receiving a call that shots were fired. 
Moments after police arrived, they learned that wasn't true. But no guns were involved in it, no shots fired. 5th District Commander Wayne Drummond said when officers arrived shortly after 11, they found about eight people involved in a fight outside of the building. He says the fight started shortly after the ceremony ended. Eight people, including two teenagers, were arrested. All of those arrested were taken to jail and they face a charge of aggravated rioting. Now they're expected to be in court sometime next week. No one was injured during the fight. Several parents and grandparents showed up at the school to get their children after they learned police were at the building. I came up here to get my granddaughters, you know, because I was concerned, you know, there's so much stuff going on at schools today. You know, I was really concerned. Others, including police, say fights should never happen at a school. It's just a shame. I think it's an absolute shame that, that something is new as tonight. Good as a, a mom busts oh. an accused ceremony. predator. Oh, all right. Another article started. Okay. Um, so I believe that is enough. That article is almost done. Okay. Nobody, nobody got hurt Mm -hmm. and yet people got arrested and held Mm -hmm. black. (laughs) And the police and the police came and the reports did say shots fired. So nobody got hurt. (laughs) The report is that nobody got hurt, but the the people who got arrested are still being held. It's black people. All right. What about you, Lauren? What What are you feeling here? I would say black people as well, uh, probably for the same reason. And also because the school was like something our white school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> people are named white than any race I've ever known. Yeah, if it was a white school, the cops would be like, all right, anyone want to do anything? Like, I don't know if it's, no. it's like a solely black school, but Michael R. White sounds like a black guy's name. All right, let's check the chat room. Um, <laughs> they celebrating kids doing shit that they... Uh, Sterling says they're celebrating shit that kids should do in Insect of the Cosmos. Um, and for Insect of the Cosmos, a lot of people, uh, that translates to, I believe, Moon Cricket is what you're going for there. Um, bunnies that dwell in the jungle. Um, and Nick Ju just says these niggas is niggas. Um, the correct answer is black. They were black. Everybody involved in the brawl. Um, Y'all yeah. are 100%. I know. I oh, should have. Oh. What is more racist? These niggas is niggas or what the hell was that bunny thing? Uh, jungle. Oh, jungle. It means jungle bunnies, but bunnies who dwell in the jungle. And I would actually say the bunny, the jungle bunnies is probably more racist than yeah. niggas is niggas, but you it, never it's know. It's so much cuter though. It is. That's <laughs> the best yes. racism. The one that I, just sneaks up on you. I would love to be surrounded by a, just a bunch of little jungle bunnies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And next thing you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that people don't use the old racism enough no, is what don't. I say. Mm. No. Make it, make it so. Yeah. Yes. I like racism that sneaks up on me yeah, where I go, school. man, that, that dude was racist, but it's like 10 minutes later and he's already gone home. Like, I think that dude called me some shit that, what is, I don't, what, what is that? I gotta right. go Google that. What did he call me? Yeah. All right. Here's a, here's the last guest the race story, um, of the evening. And then we gotta do sore rationalists. We'll get out of here. Um, this is about a mom who used Facebook to catch an alleged child predator. Oh, snap. Right, so here we go. And of course, now the sound doesn't want to play. Son of a. Oh, I love this woman already, though. Yeah, She's me too. Whatever <laughs> she may be. Yeah, use your resources. <laughs> oh, and this happened in Florida, so. Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. All right, here we go. New tonight, a mom busts an accused predator after her daughter. St. Pete police say 23-year-old Michael Bradley began communicating with the 11-year-old little girl on Facebook and through text messages. Well, when the mother told Bradley to stop, 
he didn't. Then the mother says she stepped in and went undercover, pretending to be her daughter. And that's when it got interesting. 10 News reporter Andre Sr. live for us in the... I bet that's when it got interesting for him, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wow. wow. This little girl knows what she's talking about all of a sudden. Information Center, Andre, you spoke to that mother tonight. How did she pull this off? This is a good one. This is definitely a good one. This is really a cautionary tale between kids, social media, and sex predators. A sex predator, in fact, accused of using Facebook to lure this 11-year-old girl into sex. But a quick-thinking mother used an ad from Target to land that suspect behind bars. When I unlocked her phone, I discovered a grown man on Facebook trying to befriend her. It was a shock to the St. Pete mother who will call Caroline to protect her daughter's identity. She found out her 11-year-old daughter defied her request, creating a Facebook page and was messaged by a man who was nowhere close to her age. When I looked on the Facebook page, I noticed that this guy had a full beard. 23-year-old Michael Jerome Brown, now behind bars, accused of trying to lure Caroline's daughter into having sex using dirty messages on Facebook. I could have only imagined how far things would have went if I wouldn't got a hold of it. But the story here is how Caroline turned the tables on him after he requested nude pictures of the little girl. As I strolled through the Target paper, I see a girl in her bra. So I just grabbed my cell phone, took a picture of it, and sent it to him. It worked. Bradley's reported communications got worse. Dirtier pictures, nastier messages. It was what Caroline needed, enough evidence for the St. Petersburg police to arrest Bradley, charging him with preying on a child. Very terrified, you know, and I just thank God that I got a hold of it when I did. Caroline is satisfied that the suspect has been caught, but wanted other parents to hear her story. He needed to be off the streets because it's a lot more kids that could have been. So, you know, a parent couldn't have paid attention like I did. And that's really why I'm doing this, because I want everyone to know that it's still some sick individuals out here. All right. Okay. So. I have to say that um, I was so distracted by the news characters. Why must they talk <laughs> like this? I, I like it at the beginning when he's like, this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited yeah, today. This is great. Fine, John. <laughs> um, I was going to say white, but mm. when people use the word individual, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's black. Mm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. This individual, it's very interesting. All right. What about you, Lauren? Uh, am I guessing the guy? No, you're guessing the mom. The, the mom? mom? Mm-hmm. I'd say black. All right, okay. let's check the chat. I'm racist, but she sounded like a black lady to me. I like the way she used grown, which is my clue, you know. Uh, when you say grown man, that's normally a black thing. Let's check the chat room, see what they think. Um, <clears throat> black, not a, not a heart club, nor diamond. That's a spade. Uh, <laughs> melanin carrying, I'm gonna catch my own predator black. My- <laughs> <laughs> mama, I, mama, I want a Facebook. Black mamas be on it. Uh, whiter than, whiter than Hemda and Lauren leaving an all white party in the snow. So he's going with white. Uh, black mama, Schwoog. I don't even know what Schwoog is. Me That's either. probably some old school racism. Uh, blacker than Manute Bowl. And, uh, the correct answer is guys, black. black. It was a black Y'all mama. are 100%. Yeah. You guys are, you guys win guess the race. You guys are so racist. 
uh just i'm i'm just amazed here racist or intuitive uh well you know there's no winners in guest race you either lose a game or you win being racist it's the only thing that matters <laughs> we're only going off stereotypes here um all right last thing is we have to talk about this because we talk about it every show sword ratchetness um of course ratchetness uh translates to crazy for those who aren't initiated but basically I, I, emmy, emmy schooled us on yeah. what ratchet is yeah. that's what's okay. up yes Pre- we had that. a whole day of her just pointing out ratchet oh yes we, uh, <laughs> shout out to you emmy thank you thank you yep. emmy um so uh we have uh, another tale a man threatened passersby with a samurai sword after getting in a fight with his girlfriend wow these people man they own these swords and they lose their fucking minds every time man (laughs) just you got in a fight with your girlfriend what does that have to do with a guy walking down the street nothing (laughs) um ryan williams rice uh oh wait ross 21 grabbed his girlfriend kelly rose when she tried to walk out after an argument he later went into the street carrying the sword shouting and making threats Oh snap! Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Mrs. Rose bro- is Mrs. Rose's brother told police he had threatened him, saying, "You don't know who you're messing with. I will chop you up. I will put you in intensive care or ten feet under." <laughs> yeah, ten feet. That's even more than six feet. <laughs> yeah. This guy is serious. That's yeah. like one and a half grave. <laughs> right. This sword dude does not fucking even know his math. But uh but Ross denied making those threats, though he did admit being aggressive and making other threats. So it's like I, I didn't, didn't say ten and a half feet, I just said a foot. <laughs> I said six feet, motherfucker. Everybody knows grades is six feet. <laughs> uh he admitted having a blade in a public area uh when he appeared in court. He he plead he pled not guilty um to a second charge which arose from an earlier incident uh which involved which was just a regular common assault on his girlfriend so you know that's no big deal he's not guilty of beating his girlfriend but but sure so- he's just guilty of it being tuesday <laughs> right yes he's, he's like wait that's a crime right. um uh so yeah the court heard that miss rose had told the police that she had uh tried to walk out after their argument he got she got grabbed in his attempt to stop her uh she didn't say which part of her body he held or whether she had been hurt in any way. Oh. I like that they needed that. Like, well, but did you get hurt? <coughs> where, where did he grab you? If it's not about <laughs> a neck. But, um, yeah, anyway, watch your back, guys. This sword, these people with swords are crazy. If you know someone with swords, tell someone and never go over their house uh, oh, no. by yourself. Yeah, we got we got our friend that will has swords, and we've never been to hell house. Yeah. Never. We told him, you meet us, we will not meet you. Right, in a sword-neutral area. Um, thank you so much, guys, for doing the show. Um, yes. Check out Hemda and Lauren. Um, you can check out the VIP, Keeping the Girl VIP, for Lauren's show, Bottoms Up with Hennessy. Um hey. It's an amazing show it and is. also funny. Um, going over the bottom 10 things, uh, in all sorts of categories, um, when Audacity isn't eating up her files. Um, no. oh, it, it's happened to me. Yes, we've had that happen before. Mm-hmm. It's definitely coming. It'll be out soon. Yeah, I understand. I had to finish show and yeah, Audacity sucks. It does, man. It does. It really sucks. This is, it's happened every show I've ever put out. I'm oh. ready to quit. Anyway, oh. not allowed. Okay. Sign my contract. <laughs> <laughs> I own you. Yeah. That's it makes right. You, uh, you, you, you talk, you talk, you're talking to the Jews. So you know what? When they speak, <laughs> that's all about the money. They're chosen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, you could find Lauren's stuff at laurenhennessy.com. And you could definitely find all our stuff at keithandthegirl.com. If you do want to join the VIP, that would be amazing. It's keithandthegirl.com slash VIP. But 
10 of our latest shows are always free on iTunes. Just go to Keith and the Girl on iTunes or go to keithandthegirl.com slash iTunes. And Lauren? Also, if um, just because we spoke about it on the show, if any of the listeners at all have, have any kind of questions, even questions they think might be dumb or whatever about trans people or my experience or whatever, I don't have all the answers, but no questions are dumb and, uh, you know, no debates or anything like that. So if you want to talk about it, you can email me and all my info is on my website, too. Hit them up, guys. Yes. Not going to have very many opportunities to talk to somebody that wants to talk about this shit because it's, you know, I don't want to talk about most of my sex shit and I don't have anything to hide. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, make sure you check us out. Blackout tips on everything. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, Saturday. And uh, Sunday is my father's coming for the Father's Day episode. So um, that'll be cool. Um, until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>